BBC. BBC. Okay, so so yeah, I'm trying to tell the story in a more interesting way. So no, 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 tell it normal. <laughs> fuck you, but I'll tell it however I want. Okay, so they find this 66 year old guy and this 33 year old woman passed out mm-hmm. on a park bench in Salisbury, England, and they're just like kind of not even necessarily passed out. Like a witness said that like. The woman was totally passed out, and the guy was just, like, saying nonsense and, like, clearly completely out of it. And she was super creeped out. And, uh, like, why is this guy with this much younger woman, and they're, like, passed out on a bench? Um, And it came out on the BBC that this guy was a former Russian-English double agent. So he, like, worked in Russian intelligence, but was secretly a double agent to the British intelligence service. And he was arrested and charged with treason for this in 2006 and sentenced to 13 years. In Russia. In Russia. In 2010, the U.S. arrested a bunch of Russian spies, I believe. I don't know if they arrested them, but, like, tried a bunch of Russian spies. And they, uh, Russia decided they wanted to do an exchange mm-hmm. of some, some Western double agents they had for the Russian spies. Yeah. So they did. And so this guy ends up being sent to live in England. Okay. And really kind of, obviously, at that point, this is 2010, like, really goes off the, not off the grid, but just maintains a very low profile, as one might imagine. (laughs) And he maintains a super low profile until a couple days ago when he was found passed out on this bench. And when I first listened to this yesterday, they were like, with this unknown young woman. Okay. Turns out she's his daughter. (laughs) I I just thought that that was a cool part of the intrigue. Yeah. For so, like, why is he with this much younger woman? It's like, that's his 33-year-old daughter. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, the the whole thing is, like, this is a former Russian double agent who mysteriously and suddenly turns up critically ill. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing that happened with this other guy, if you Mm -hmm. remember, who was poisoned. The poisoning poisoning guy. Um, And so... uh, yeah, it's just like... So, he, did he die? No, he's in critical... They're both in critical condition. From polonium poisoning? No, we don't know, right? Uh, and it took weeks. The pol- I remember when the polonium thing happened. It took weeks to figure out what this guy was poisoned with. Yeah. And then they figured it out with polonium. Yeah. And then it took t- like 10 years to pin it on the Russians. Really? Yeah. I just assumed as soon as they were like polonium, they I mean, like... Well, right. I think most people, I think the court of public opinion, like... I see, but they, they didn't, like, trace it. Yeah, now it is officially, at least in the that West. That was weird. I remember when that guy was dying, and it was like, he's definitely going to die. Yeah. It was like, I, I can't remember other... I'm trying to think of other cases where it's like, just like... There's no hope. There's no hope. Yeah. But, like, while there's no hope, like, they're interviewing him, and, like, so, like, what was it like? And he's like, no eyebrows and no hair, and he's like, put in the date. So it's interesting, this this current thing is like, we don't know what's going to happen with this guy. Yeah. And and it's interesting the way that it's initially described of these two people being like fucked up and out of it on a bench is there's like... You the know, drug. Yeah, drugs. Right. Like would be such They're an easy drugs. culprit here. Yeah. And like probably... Yeah, just the easiest. If somebody's gonna try to pin this as like not a murderer and like yeah. ridiculous, they'll they'll do that. Right. Tough life. He was addicted to heroin. Yeah. With a thirty-three-year-old woman. She's done. P.S. P.S. is done. <laughs> um. Yeah, that one was. Uh, 
Did you see, do you remember that guy who was in the BBC and his little um, baby daughter came through the door? Yeah. That's so cute. Do you know he's still on, like, the BBC and has the same exact room? Oh, wow. Like, the same setup. Yeah. So, like, who could, like, North Korea and South Korea are in talks because with the Olympics, he's, a, he's, he's a been on a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, like, yeah. And in serious news, they, like, bring that up. Yeah. Like, how could anyone listen? Yeah, that was, the like, the funniest meme. That was the best and, meme. Yeah, and it's just, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, if there were a serious, dramatic, uh, you know, animated series about the dog who's, like... Dining room is on fire. Oh, yeah. He says, this is, this fine. is fine. I went pretty deep on that guy. He, like, went... I, there's, like, a Korean show that mm-hmm. he went on to, like, talk about his life with his child. Mm-hmm. I think he did, like, a media tour to prove that he wasn't, like, a bad dad. Because it wasn't, like, the best look for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, saw, I heard him on some things. <laughs> he was... Yeah, that's that was the narrative. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the outlets that I saw him on that weren't... Uh, Korean, the the narrative that was brought in with him yeah. is like actually a doting father, right. like husband. Right. Well, there was the wife or nanny thing too. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that was the story initially to me. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah, or no, it was a very very funny video. But the thing that I heard about becoming a story from it was this just like racist assumption that yeah. But then, yeah, once it was revealed it was his wife and daughter, they're like, well, why'd he push her? Why'd he push her? Why'd he push girl? You know, I, I, I'm sitting at this piano. I just want to, want to be able to play piano so bad. Can you imagine? I spent, I spent so long. I spent like would, 10 plus years taking would, piano lessons. It would lessons. come back. Uh, you know what I mean? Have you ever had that? You don't do something for a long time and you're like, I was never good at piano. No, I know, but but where you were with piano, yeah, uh, it's not that you'd get back there instantly, but mm-hmm. it would guide you to figuring it out pretty damn fast. Yeah, and like you would not be in the same position as say me, a lifetime permanent piano idiot. Who do you think would be better at piano in a year if both of us practice regularly? That is tough. Do 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 you want to do a demo? This is like let's do bass lines. I'll do my bass line, then you do yours. I think you would be better in a year, for sure. I would 100% better. In a year, see. Because, because forget, you could be a zero, and by practicing... I practiced for 10 years, Matt, and that's as far as I got. Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't know. You I know how I, to practice. It's like knowing how to learn is yeah, better than... Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's why That's why I would feel similarly, but I, I, I also think of you as having that trait... Wrong. ...in other things. I don't even think that's true. But you're good at things. Right, like you're pretty good at video games. You're pretty good at like <laughs> okay at video games. No, I, yeah, I'm not saying you're like a video game savant. I'm just saying like if you can beat all the Dark Souls games, yeah, you have something. It, it, I play online. Yeah, but like, I, yeah, I think 
I think you, jeez, this is such a weird conversation to be having, but like, I, I think first off, like if we do, if we really want to get skills nerdy about mm-hmm. this, the fact that video games is labeled as one singular skill is dumb <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, and, but that's there, true. there, there is something to that, but it's like saying music is a singular skill or something like that, right? Where right. it's just like pretty ignorant and like discounting the fact that there are so many different things. Like I played, I played this game Flow last night. Oh yeah, and like, were you good at it? <laughs> Like I got real, I got as you know, I increased my skills like relatively quickly, but I still sucked at it at first because the controls are so weird and so different from anything I had ever done. Right. And so, like, I actually think for myself, like, I, I think that I don't know. I'm like naturally bad at most things, and I hate it. <laughs> like I just hate being bad at things. So I think I've developed this skill of like figuring shit out but i see plenty of people who just we pick something up at the same time and they're so much better yeah. at it than me yeah i think like that's not true for everything but like for me the things that there's been this weird selection process where like the things that i am naturally good at i already just like am in that right there i'm not gonna I very rarely accidentally figure out a new thing that I'm naturally good at because I've kind of explored those areas. Right. So what I have is I'll go towards things that I'm not naturally good at and then I'll observe other people and it just feels like your average person way better at that thing off the bat. Yeah. And I think that's how we're different because I'm not saying that I agree, like you're describing your experience. I'm not saying like I've also observed that Mm -hmm. you're not good at things. Yeah. I'm I think I'm way above average and like, oh, pick it up and like I'm pretty good at it. Right. But I think that's like a curse. Okay, yeah. I, mean, I think like at some point then you're like, okay, fuck, I have to like get good. Right. There's a there's a and level. Like there's this... a break point with every skill. Yeah. Uh, and every discipline where, okay, this is this is as far as your natural affinity and ability will take you. Yeah. And from this point on, everybody's got the same job. And I've been really struggling with it because it's like. The, the grand irony is the work that I'm doing in Khan Academy is like growth mindset mm-hmm. and like effective learning yeah. and all these things. Yeah. And then I'm like, it's a challenge. I'm like designing, like I suck at design mm-hmm. and I'm like, fuck this, like fucking hate design. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> like while I'm working on a product, Dude, that's, that's how I feel about everything. <laughs> I just feel like I'm naturally bad you know, at it. But you don't, you don't love the, you don't, you're not like, oh, this means I'm learning. Cause I have friends who are like, I, yeah, I have friends who are really naturally like that. I have, I feel like I've had to build that for myself. Like I feel like my journey is like, I naturally have really low frustration tolerance, mm-hmm. which is why I think I'm so bad at everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, right. I don't know what an honest read is at my initial skill at things. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I'm the worst, which is how I feel. Uh, but I also like realistically observing the world. Don't feel like I'm very good. Um, but at the same time, I think my low frustration tolerance really motivated me to try to cultivate the thing that you're describing. Yeah. Right. It's like, I can either get psyched about learning or I can just give up on everything immediately. Right. I think I have like a, a different flavor of that, which is I get really frustrated and pissed off, but 
sounds like you're kind of putting it on yourself. Yeah. I put like some on myself. Mm-hmm. Like let's say there's a hundred percent of the pie to go yeah. around. I probably yeah. put like 30 on myself. Yeah. Like fucking idiot. Yeah. But I probably put 70% on like the thing and the yeah. environment. Yeah. It's like coding is hard. Yeah. But I'm like, it shouldn't be this fucking hard. Yeah. Like, and the cool thing about that is that's sometimes right. So yeah. like, it's still not great. I, the, the answer is to like love the, it's like, Ooh, this means I'm learning, but yeah. by hating the environment, it means I'm like less likely to continue working on it, which uh-huh. is not good. But it also means that I'm like sometimes able to make good points about what's wrong about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, you actually have like a better ability to fix whatever the thing is, if there are problems with it. Yeah. Or just be like, uh, like champion the voice of the newbie and be like, you know, if coding, yeah, make this done more accessible. Right, this is how it'd be done. Yeah. I think that's, that's pretty valuable. Um, yeah, I don't think the amount that I blame myself for everything is the healthy amount. You, you know, if I'm like 80 on myself, that's not great. That makes, if I'm more, one thing I've had to learn actually is a skill in my field. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty, whatever, quote unquote, advanced in my field. Uh, but like one of the skills that's been really, really difficult for me to learn is uh, is when to you know the, the the my ability to fuel a lot of work by being like I'm not good enough yet I need to get good enough yeah that's a that's like a pro in terms of For getting sure. a lot of work done yeah but the con there is that sometimes the work isn't the most efficient because what I should be doing is blaming the thing and blaming and fixing the thing that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Right. Is like, there's gotta be a better way. Right. And, and that's actually after a certain point in any field that becomes a really, really important question. Hmm. And I feel like in my field, a lot of the people who are perceived as virtuosi, yeah. a huge portion. And I'm not saying that, that I don't know, I, but like, a huge portion of that is knowing how to make something as easy as possible for yourself yeah. and carrying it off. And like, it, because the, the idea is that in music, if you can do something effortlessly yeah. and really pull it off confidently, it's going to assuage any of these questions of like, not any, but like many of these questions of any sort of legitimacy or authenticity or things like that. Right. Um, and that's always been, you know, that's been a struggle for me. Because I'm the kind of person who's like, no, this piece isn't too hard, or this whatever this part isn't too awkward. I just need to figure out how to do it. Yeah. And like that's been my big growth area, has been like, eh, yeah, like I do want to challenge myself, but at the same time, everything's going to be challenging enough, even if I do try to always find the easiest solution. So let me go in that direction. Right. That's just very hard. Like, I catch myself all the time, like, having what I call aspirational fingerings <laughs> on guitar. Mm-hmm. Like, I should be able to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. if I just do the thing beautifully, nobody's going to be like, oh, my gosh. Right. His fingers went in this direction to do that. He yeah. must not be good at this thing. It's like craft versus... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh... I think once you get to a certain point of craft, you you really start prioritizing art over craft. 
Mm-hmm. Or a lot of people. Or that's that's not true. Or I think, but I think you should. <laughs> like they're always. I don't know. It's the 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 joke everybody makes about Prague all the time, right? Right. And like, I think they're. It's true to an extent. Um, in the end, what you ended up saying was like kind of different. But I was thinking about super senior engineers at organizations, mm-hmm. and like, uh, back in the day, our company, like, we had this guy who's you know, he like wrote the book on PHP, right? So he's mm-hmm. like super senior experience. Mm-hmm. And I remember like he wanted to work on like, maybe the problems were hard. I don't know, mm-hmm. but like they don't sound sexy. So he's like, you know, deploying to the website takes two minutes. Mm-hmm. I want to bring it down to like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. So it was like all, it wasn't even much programming for, like it wasn't like programming the app. It was systems level thinking mm-hmm. or it was like pipeline back end because he's just doing the math in his head and he's like well we've got 10 engineers and if i can make this thing they do every day go from two minutes to 10 seconds in, huge in nice. months yeah. and like and this is actually the highest leverage thing we can do uh-huh. and i always thought that was cool and like it's a pattern that you see with super senior engineers like they end up almost up, like bringing their engineer brain out of the code base uh-huh. and into like the pipeline or the entire uh-huh. operation and then oftentimes their engineer brain will like result in them doing projects that themselves don't like probably uh, other people could do this, but yeah. it's just like they're, they're prioritizing well now, like they're, mm-hmm. but it takes years to like, yeah, for get sure. to that point. Yeah. No, it's always funny. I mean, this is slightly unrelated, but one thing that I just, I'm continually like astounded by in like doing this very particular thing and teaching this very particular thing, which is that when you watch someone who is truly great at a thing, in this case, classical guitar, right? It looks so effortless. Mm -hmm. And, and there's this very strange process where you go through thousands of hours of effort to make things less effort. Right. And like when when you're watching in again in this case like a brilliant guitarist playing something, and it looks effortless, it's not that that person it, with what I do. It's not that that person's hands are so powerful yeah. or so fast, right? There are no physical qualities that like these people have that are so far outside of the norm, I think in a lot of ways. Yeah. It may seem like some musicians' fingers are extra fast, but like, I really don't think that that's true. Uh, It's just that there have been all of these skills that these folks have like really done all that kind of thinking about. Like we do, that's what I, that's another thing I got. I'm interrupting myself to, to say another thing about what I do, which is just that, like, I tell my, I try to teach my students to think of every guitar problem like an engineering problem, in my understanding of how engineering works, in terms yeah. of just like problem solving and being really agnostic to like exactly what we're talking about. But uh, anyway, just that 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 is the process that produces effortlessness, right? In the same, in the by the exact same mechanism that you're describing with the super senior engineer, who's just like. I'm talking, he's just talking about a pipeline thing. Right. But he knows that if that individual action that's repeated over and over is made to cost as close to possible as possible to zero energy, the whole thing will function Yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very strange way of thinking, right? But it's like, I have to do it with people all the time of like, 
you know, once you've done all the hard work of like making your fingers do complex things, right. for most people, most people, we try with Suzuki, we try to teach it from the beginning in this way, but yeah. it's, it is really challenging. Yeah. Usually people have to figure out how to do things in some way that's relatively intuitive to them and then get into the engineering of like, okay, because I use my muscles, joints, and tendons in this way, it costs this much energy. Right. If I were instead to move in this way and then develop the coordination to control a finger to move that way and then practice that enough that that becomes their dominant motion for doing that. Yeah. It's crazy because this crazy, this like really, you can see like hyper time intensive process that I'm describing what it produces is effortlessness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where you just, when that guy rolls that chord and it sounds so beautiful and looks like nothing, it feels like nothing. Mm-hmm. It feels like beautiful nothing. And that's yeah. why it sounded that way. Yeah. And it's like, but it, it is this thing where like, I don't know, at least with Suzuki education, talent is considered a bad word. We've talked about this. Yeah. And uh, there's a good reason for that, which is that talent is often used as this like, weird weapon or you know I don't for know. sure like like it's just like i won't do this because i'm not talented and that is always shitty logic right um as is the converse right where it's like or not the converse the inverse like i am talented mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh so there you know yeah therefore i have this this thing and it like yeah yeah which which is the same i mean i mean it's all the same stuff like with the growth mindset right like you never teachers never like you're smart Mm-hmm. or obviously you're not smart but like you got this right it's not like oh you're smart like mm-hmm. you, th- those are verboten don't, don't associate those things yeah yeah and th- to some extent I think I think Suzuki's very different in that you would tell a student they're smart all the time but you would tell that to every student mm-hmm. in the specific ways that they're smart to like you know just we have such a grindy ass craft <laughs> that like you need that you need someone telling you you're good yeah. or you will just think you're bad <laughs> yeah. like like i think that i think that's true right with what i do i don't think you could eh, i guess some people manage to be pure growth mindset with it yeah i just don't think that works for everyone yeah right i mean the the, the proposed move would would be not like i have no opinions about your ability but like you're showing great effort mm-hmm. you know you're really sticking with it and that's important like in other words uh praising someone for their right uh that as opposed to their innate ability but um i see um, that's an interesting yeah and, and, and it, it, like it goes back to what we were saying before but just like growth mindset itself it's like one one perspective is it's like oh it's something to celebrate on its own mm-hmm. and then the other is like the engineering cutthroat mind mindset which is like I've looked at the full stack of my execution mm-hmm. and like I've done a 10 year analysis and like in order to improve my results, I really need to improve growth mindset Yeah, um, because learning how to learn is going to mm-hmm. <laughs> produce the most output. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Should we watch uh, whiplash? Sure. What oh yeah. It, it seems it's like almost 10. Is it almost 10? Should we yeah. watch it? I think it's not that long of a movie. Yeah, I'm down. Okay. I mean, you're the one with, like, a a job. My job uh, is chill tomorrow. 